You're listening to the CISN Radio Hour, broadcast production of Central Iowa Sports Network in association with Des Moines Menace. My name is Andy Katula. Alongside me, our guest for this week, Chris Marshall. And on top of her, we've got the best podcast host in the nation representing South Africa. It's Justin Vorster. Thanks, Danny. Finally, we've got things up and running. I tell you what, it's always good to do, uh, test things on, test the waters, but this is great. Welcome, Chris. Good to be here. Well, it's glad to have you on the show, and obviously, uh, you know, my, my play-by-play voice of the Des Moines Menace, Danny Petula, as usual. Danny, can you give us a, a quick rundown of the playoffs coming up this weekend? And like, like we spoke about earlier on this week, let's focus on the Central Division. Yeah, conference? I can. I can. I feel like I've, I've just been over this fairly recently. Uh, but uh, essentially what's, what's going on is we've, we've whittled things down to 32 teams. Uh, USL League 2 has over 100 uh, nationally, and, and now we're down to uh, 32 exactly, so eight from each of the four geographical conferences. Uh, we'll focus on the Central Conference because that's the one that's most pertinent to us right now. Uh, we can't play anybody outside of the conference until we get to the Final Four. Um, so we've essentially got these Central Conference quarterfinals. Uh, Menace are hosting one side, so we'll host uh, four teams, two, two quarterfinal matches and the ensuing semifinal, if you will. Uh, and then Flint City Bucks will do the same on the other half of the, the Central Conference bracket. Um, so we've got uh, the, the top seed in the division based on points per game. Uh, however, we don't fully get rewarded with the eight seed uh, to play in the first round uh, for a couple of reasons. Peoria City would be the eight seed, uh, but they're out because we're division opponents, uh, so we can't play them in round one. Uh, and then similarly, uh, Flint City, we mentioned, are hosting, so they can't exactly come play us uh, if they're hosting four teams on their side. Uh, so for that reason, the eight and seven seeds are both out. Uh, and so we get the six seed, Caw Valley FC. They're a team we've played before. Uh, they've got a lot of talent. We used to be uh, divisional teammates in the Heartland division. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so that's a team that we know. Um, obviously, it's, it's all new players for us. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's who we've got first. Uh, Kalamazoo FC and Kings Hammer FC are the other two. Uh, who, if we win, will play the winner of that match. They'll also play at Valley Stadium uh, earlier on Friday at 4 p.m., and then obviously the winner of that one will play us, uh, assuming we win, uh, on Sunday at 7 p.m. So that's pretty much what we've got, and if we win, we'll play whoever wins on on the other side that comes out of uh, Flint, Michigan. Yeah, Danny, it's it's quite interesting because I'm familiar with Core Valley, um, and the Menace have had a lot of success over the past couple of years previous years, put it that way. Um, they're, they're a different side this year. They're, the coach is the head coach from Central, Central Methodist, I believe, and, and most of the players are from that particular college who, who have been very successful in NAIA. Uh, Kalamazoo, I'm also very, very familiar with, and we beat them last year, Chris. Do you we remember did. that? did. Yeah, I seem to remember that game quite well. Quite, quite clearly. Um, that was when Seba got injured in the It was. I remember you know, crying uh, during that game. Uh, yeah, and it was um, last. It was like the last seconds of the game. You know, the Menace were one zero down and came back into the match. 
that particular day. So, yeah. you know, that's a lot of memories. And obviously, you know, the, the Kalamazoo, if they do have success and we have success, Sunday is going to be huge. King's, King's Hammer, I'm not too familiar about. Uh, I'm just, you know, having a look at doing some research on them. But, but it's great to, to have King's Hammer coming into town because we've never seen them play. And I think that's also great to see something different. Moving forward here, Chris, you know, being, being the main to go to person for the Society of Des Moines, tell us a, a little bit about the organization because I, I do remember you're part of the, you were the Red Army and then you branched away. But just tell us a little bit about the Society of Des Moines and, and the supporters group. So the Society of Des Moines is something new that we started um, officially in 2020. Um, we branched out with the ideal that we wanted to really focus on the grassroots soccer of welcoming everybody. Soccer in Des Moines is so diverse. It is not just a small group of people. We wanted to make sure that everybody was welcome, that everybody knew who we were, and that everybody could join us. When you go to a menace game and you look at the guys on the team, we welcome people from so many different colleges and countries and backgrounds. And we wanted to make sure that everybody felt represented and loved and supported. So we have so much fun just standing up for 90 minutes and cheering these guys on. So our biggest thing is just making noise and having fun for these guys. Now, now you, you get there early, you tailgate. We in do. The lot, in, in the church parking lot, might I say. Well, we, Just right we can't tailgate at Valley. It's school properties. We can't tailgate there. So we tailgate in a church parking lot. Which, you know, I think it's fantastic that you have this tailgate. You, you're pretty much there three hours before kickoff. We are. Um, gathering. We are. And um, I always make sure to stop by and say hi. And I think it's fantastic that, you know, you guys are all together and just the camaraderie and that. And obviously you do offer me a pint and that, but I, I have to turn it down due to work. But Danny, it's funny because every time I go, it's like, hey, would you like a drink? Would you like a shot? And I'm like, I can't. I've got to work. <laughs> One of these but, days he oh, will do jello shots with us. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I need, I, need Justin at, I need Justin at top top performance though. I can't yeah. I can't have a, a half functioning Justin now. Don't you think if he had a beer beforehand, it would be more fun? Uh, <laughs> more fun yeah. for me, probably. More fun yeah, for yeah. for the people at CISN who do all the good work for us. Or <laughs> I, I highly doubt it. Wait, would we make every like news blooper reel on like YouTube? Absolutely, but maybe right. that's not what we need. I said someone like Bob Mennery will have a field day with us. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I think it's fantastic. And uh, I, I believe that you've, you know, you've invited all the other fan groups that are coming out to join in. Um, and not just that, tell us who you've reached out to or who reached out to you. We spoke about it this morning. Yeah, um, we did. We did reach out to all of the incoming teams and let them know that all of their fans and supporters are welcome to join us at the tailgate. I sent them the locations. Um, but we do have fans from Omaha's supporters group, the Parliament, 
who are coming to join us for the tailgate and to cheer on the menace. So that's a lot and of fun. You said about 15 to 20 of them coming out? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So that's huge for us. That's And the reasoning behind that? Um, because they would not have had an open cup run if we didn't score more goals in Omaha than they did. <laughs> so it's kind of cool that we've built this relationship. Um, what we do for the menace and for the fans, it's, it's really, really important that we are out there. Our social media presence is huge. Um, I know you guys see it, but we really reach out and build connections with other teams, other supporters, not just in USL2, but in League One and Championship, because here in a couple of years, you know, we are going to have a pro team in Iowa, and that's going to be huge. So we're definitely, we've got our eyes on the prize, and we've already built a lot of connections with supporters groups in Championship, and we've got some big parties planned with Tulsa, with New Mexico, with Louisville, with Detroit. We're ready. Oh, man, Detroit's going to be a great away day. They, they're having some trouble, but we're going to have fun with them. Like, yeah, it's, it's been fun to really build those connections up and really see what they're doing and how we can improve what we're doing. And um, Like, we're part of the Independent Supporters Council um, where we can kind of get advice with other supporters groups. And it's a lot of fun, all the work that we're putting in to see it pay off and to see the group grow and just to see how much noise we make in the stadium and to see the crowd actually getting involved with us. And the crowd have been getting involved because the attendances have definitely improved throughout the season, which we've noticed, Danny, and, and I'm sure you've noticed, Chris, which I think is fantastic. It is. Um, we're obviously hoping for a, a massive crowd this weekend to come and cheer the, the lads on. And, and, you know, obviously Danny and myself, we, we have to try and be as neutral as possible when we uh, announce in the game. Yeah. But, you know, I, I guess a lot of people don't realize how much hard work is involved. You know, I didn't realize what you're doing behind the scenes, Chris, as far as the communication with all the other supporters groups and, and trying to find out information. And it's not just coming down to the game and, and tweeting, let's come out, let's come out, you know, I mm -hmm. think. This is new to me as well, that all this organizing behind the scenes is terrific. I think that's absolutely fantastic and, and brings all the supporters groups together. And, and I think that's what makes it fun, Yeah. you know, at the end of the day. And but, um, yeah, sorry, carry on. I say it's a lot of fun for us because even last year when we had the playoff run in championships, when we had fans in, I was able to like trade scarves. I actually got a training top off of one of the guy's backs and traded scarves with him because he wanted something from Des Moines. So, I mean, this is a big culture for us. So we're very excited for this run too. So hopefully we do get a big turnout so we can hopefully host next weekend too. When we win this weekend. Hopefully we should win, hopefully we should win this weekend. Uh, I think, um, the guys are pretty positive with the new additions that have come into the team. Yeah, they looked pretty good yeah, this man. morning. Yeah, and I think they're, they're going to help, yeah, most definitely. Um, but, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be tough, but the day off in between for, for all teams should be perfect. You know, I'm excited with all uh, 
three games in total this weekend. It's going to be busy mm-hmm. for Danny and myself, but it's exciting times and we love doing this stuff. Um, Flint City, um, you know, if they make it through, they can host. Which I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully something happens along the line. I, I'm I'm very very suspicious, and I don't like to like predict what's going to happen with them. I just let it flow into place. You know, at the end of the day, I think I think that's important. But you know, should they win, that they're gonna they're gonna host. Apparently, from there and. Obviously, we've got to keep fingers crossed, and we know they have, they have a massive supporters group as well. That I mean, they have watch parties, and I remember the last time they attended here in Des Moines, they, they did have a watch party from their end. Um, but I mean, there's, it's going to be so so exciting um, moving forward. Just uh, I just want to turn into the supporters group, and now. Chris, how long have you been supporting the Menace? So I went to my first game in 1994, the first Menace game ever. So I've been following the Menace for quite a while, Um, like religiously going to games 2002. And then I brought my daughter to her first game in 2004 when she was six months old. And it's become a family thing ever since, like, her and I... We're soccer buddies. We go on road trips together. We travel to cheer the guys on. We've gone to Minneapolis together this year. We went to St. Louis last year. And this is a big thing for us. We, We go and see the guys when they go on to play pro. We go and see their college games. This is... The menace is... It's it for us. Like, this is our big thing. Everybody has their MLS team or their Premier League team. We we get into lower league soccer. This is a lot more fun for us. Yeah, man, it's so much fun. It's And I mean, I've tried to explain it to people. I, for, for a year and a half, for those who don't know, I, I ran a, uh, a lower league soccer blog and a podcast. It was part of a school assignment, and then I kept it going even when I didn't have to because it was, it was that much fun. But there's, there's something just so enveloping about – lower league soccer in general and that whole community that it creates mm-hmm. with people all over the nation. And you talk about getting to travel and, and so many people who are connected over completely separate teams that'll never play each other. Cause there's 8 million leagues, you know, below the, below the top three and it's, it's a mess and everyone hates it. And, and, and it should be like the bane of our existence, but it, there's something so fun about it, even when it's painful and the, the USSF doesn't really do us any favors and, and everything seems to be against us. There's this kind of underdog mentality yeah. for everybody. You know, whether you're good or bad or you win or lose, you're just an underdog in general. And it's so much fun. And I can't, like, get it across to people. You just have to experience it and feel it to really, like, appreciate it for what it is. It really is. It, and the level of play for, I mean, coming to a menace game, people do not expect the level of play they're going to see. These guys are amazing. And... I'm willing to bet a lot of these guys, if they don't go pro this year because some of them are younger, they will as soon as they finish school. I mean, watching Nando Garcia already go pro, he's not the only one. I mean, there's more guys that are going to follow. And it happens every year, which is sad. I mean, it's sad to see them not come back to the menace. But at the same time, it's so amazing because the menace has that ability to be a platform for them to come here and turn around and go pro. 
So I wish more people in Des Moines saw that as an opportunity for kids that, you know, have that dream to go pro to come to see these teams and be like, you know, it is, I mean, not every kid's going to go pro, but to bring their kids to see this quality of soccer. You know, that, that just goes to show, doesn't it, Chris? I mean, just the, the fan base, we obviously fan comes from short for fanatical at the end of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. It yeah. just goes to show that Des Moines has this team, the Des Moines Menace, that they've got a great backing with uh, Carl Kraus and the Come and Go organization. And, and they do fantastic things for the community and for, for soccer in general. Uh, I think what we have here is something unique and moving forward to 2025 that this fan base is going to grow. Tell their audience what it takes to join the actual fan group and, and become part of it. All you have to do is show up. Come to the games. Come join us. Sit behind the net. All you have to do is have a regular ticket to the game. You can go to menasoccer.com and buy tickets. You can show up at the door and buy tickets. Come behind the net. Sit with us. Introduce yourself. If I don't get to introduce myself first, I try to say hi to everybody. Um, join us at the tailgate. We'll be there by 4 o'clock on Saturday, or Friday night. Um, join us for a beverage. We'll probably have some food. We'll have scarves. We'll have everything you need. We'll have extra drums to make noise. But we would love to have anybody and everybody join us. Um, we'll have song sheets printed out so you can get caught up on everything we're yelling and screaming. We've already been researching the keepers from Caw Valley, so we'll have plenty of dirt on him. It'll all be written out on our whiteboard. So you'll have plenty of things to let him know. I mean, we knew everything about past keepers, their dogs, their girlfriends, yep. their hobbies, <laughs> what video games they play. I mean, I love this so much. I, I, it really, I think the only people who are putting in as much, if not more, random research into people at this level than we are is you guys. <laughs> I mean, for completely different reasons, right? Like, because we're, Justin and I, and Justin can attest to this, like the amount of, of random information that I just throw onto a printed, like, you know, like little tiny, like spotting car right? for all these players is ridiculous. Like I feel really weird stalking these guys and just finding out random facts about them. And, and we're, we're doing it, you know, so we can put in some cool little like, Oh, this guy, you know, likes playing this video game, you know, as he makes whatever save. And you guys are like, no, we're just gonna, we're going to completely <laughs> just take this and use it as an opportunity right. to make fun of you. So our team wins. I love How it. How late were you up last night playing Call of Duty? Yep. <laughs> it's brilliant. At, at, at least it's uh, not like what you hear in the Premier League, and, and some true. of that banter that comes from the stands. It could be it could be a lot worse. But the fact that you guys actually research the players, the goalkeepers, and then come up with some chance at the end of the day, I think it's fantastic. And we've got, uh, and that's, that's we've, got, we've got some new ones that you're going to hear for the first time ever. We had a couple of Roosevelt soccer players reach out that wrote some new chants for us. So those will be debuted Friday night. Um, that feature Big Z and Riley Craft. So that's pretty amazing. Good. I'm excited. Good. 
I mean, it's perfect timing for, for Zeron, too, because he just scored his first goal of the campaign last time out. So I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, does it, I mean, don't spoil it too much for us, but does it have anything to do with the celebration where this man literally defied gravity? It doesn't. And so, I mean, I was, I was impressed that he even got off the ground, but I mean, he did a whole, a whole like turn. It, so it doesn't include that, but, oh. um, yeah, no, I'm excited for this. I am looking forward to that now. We're going to have to turn the field mic way up on the broadcast so we can hear it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we've had we've had the front Thomas goal, and obviously Zeron did he, he had a fantastic game. He didn't put he didn't put a foot wrong. He won the interceptions, won his tackles, scored a fantastic goal. Fantastic acrobats that would have gone anywhere at the Olympics. But the the week before that, we had the back somersault from Leroy and Gazuzzi. You know, so it's like we've had a combination of back and front. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know I know we don't have much time left, but. You know, I am looking forward to this. I can't wait to hear the new song. That's for sure, Chris. You know, and obviously coming in to say hi and, and you know, prior to the game. It's my ritual yep. now that I do that. I'm very superstitious <laughs> in the way I do things. I, I, I enter the stadium the same way. I do the same thing. I go up the same stairs. When I go to the booth, I'm, I'm crazy like that. You know, so, well, growing up in Africa, I learned a lot. You know, as far as juju, which is medicine and so forth. I'm not like into that crazy stuff, but you know, you kind of things work for you sometimes. So, I'm, um, I'm the same way. So, years ago, my daughter stole my shoes at a game, and I was barefoot, and they have not lost since I was barefoot in the stadium. So I don't wear shoes during menace games. You will... Wow. And and guys, you've got to understand, if if you're hearing this and you don't know exactly how long our unbeaten streak has gone on, I mean, it's gone all the way back to last season. Ever since we won the title last year, it's a 19-match winning streak. And I know because every time I write a post-game article for the website, it's just like, Menace is now at 18 games unbeaten. Menace is now at 19 games unbeaten. And and so if we win on Friday, we'll be at 20 matches unbeaten. I didn't know it was because you were barefoot. We have you to thank Yeah, so the since I've streak. never... I... At the beginning of the game, I'll come in, I change my, put on my jersey, and I take off my shoes. And I wow. am barefoot the entire That's time. incredible. I didn't know. I mean, the things you learn on the CISN radio. There are so many little right? things that happen in the supporters group. Like, specific people <laughs> wear specific jerseys. Like, it's, they'll buy all the new ones, but they will not wear new jerseys because traditions. We have people playing with broken drum heads because... <laughs> because <laughs> that's the one that works right like that's, Until, the, that's the one that wins us matches yep. how can we change it i, I was going to ask you why you're always barefoot to be honest with you whenever i come over there after the game to chat with you guys and you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, you know so funny when the when the blokes the blokes all come up and they go hey what do you think and, and, and you know it's, it's, Danny, i don't think you know this it, like during the game the guys have the broadcast on their phone so they can listen and when there's replays, they can see the replay again. You know, because they, they were discussing the, the, the Rose Boom set, sending off last mm-hmm. week and, and was like, I, I, I was checking out the replay, I was checking the replay out and I figured, wow, these guys, are, they've got their, they're listening to the game or watching the game on their phones as well as watching live. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. 
That's a revelation to me. And, and you know, it was funny to me because I've had you know, like you, you've mentioned it like on Twitter even. Or like, oh, like they're the best broadcasters in USL League too, which is very, very kind. Um, and, and Justin's a big part of that. But like, I always wondered, like, do they just go back after the match and listen to it? But it makes sense. You, you'd have it up for the replay. I didn't. Yeah. That 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 makes a lot of sense to me now. No, we're constantly we're watching the replays. We're checking the Twitter. We're we're constantly watching what you guys are doing because we can't see the That's other side funny. of the field. Right, that's true. That's that's the one thing you sacrifice in a in a supporters group is is you kind of get put behind a goal and but and when you score on your side, this that's weekend the you best. may see if the goalie is on our end at first half, we will move to the other side second half and harass him full game. <laughs> Good, like <laughs> as you should, and then you're in front of the goal when we score, yes. and that's just the best. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get some good celebrations in front of us because that's the best part. Oh yeah. I, 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 this is all brilliant. I'm learning something new every day. You know, this is this is fantastic. Um, but there was a little bit of a difference with the game last weekend. The the Manus were attacking your end first, which normally they go the other way. Yeah. So they must have lost the toss, or the opponent Peoria knows. Peoria knows because Wesley. Um, he, their Peoria's other goalkeeper that was here last time was actually from Urbandale. And we gave them such a hard time That's in the second true. half. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's true because he is from – and I think they had a guy from West Des Moines as well who played at Valley High he, School. And he goes uh, to Another Drake, goalkeeper who didn't play. Keeper. But yeah. I was yeah, hoping I thought that he was, was really going to play I got a lot of dirt on him. <laughs> I believe it. I believe because it. Because we That's go to a awesome. lot of Drake yeah. games. So. Right. Right. Super local. Yeah. yeah. I was awesome. ready for him. And I mean, you can't use any of the dirt when he's playing for Drake because that's who you're going for, right? right? Like it, you unless can't, my, can't unless make fun of him. Unless my boys are in town, that I'm cheering for my menace boys. That's Always. true. Maybe High Point will get a High Point will get a men's game against Drake, and and you can cheer for them. Yeah, it's hard because High Point's going to be playing Coastal Carolina, so they're going up against Joey. Ah, that's true. That's true. Joey is at Coastal. That's yeah, and, and there's a. I go to Lipscomb, and we've got a couple coastal transfers. In fact, we have a coastal transfer who is a goalkeeper, ironically yeah. enough. Alex Brown is, is playing for Lipscomb now. But, but yeah, that's true. That's true. A couple of good programs down there. There's a lot of good. Well, well, I, I believe the squad is intact. From what I've heard, that the players that are here, the players that are staying throughout the playoffs and hopefully through to the national championship. And I think that's uh, that says a lot. And Danny and myself will be up there tomorrow um, to catch up on the latest stuff from the gaffer. Um, the guys looked a bit, I had to leave super early uh, today because of the, uh, the vehicle. But just some great, it, it, the upbeat, that upbeat, it looks great. I mean, they are on fire right now. So hopefully we can keep this going. And obviously, I, I can't wait till Friday and Sunday, to be honest with you. And I'm looking forward to Sunday. Um, Chris, it's been great having you on the show. Um, we've, I've learned a lot. Uh, I think Danny's learned a lot from you with what goes into it. We're looking forward to the the chance, the new chance. Um, we can't wait. But uh, yeah, I'll pop in again and say hi. But I won't be there. Cause I've got to be there a little bit earlier. And I think um, hopefully you guys are there around 2:30 because. <laughs> 
I got a, I got the four Challenge accepted. Right. <laughs> I'm off work at 1230. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Excited. But no, it's been great. Uh, and as per usual, Danny, looking forward to working with you again on Friday and Sunday. I can't wait. Um, I am just super excited. So again, guys, thank you so much. And uh, we will see you on Friday. That's good. Yeah, it's been great having you on, Chris. Thanks so much for being a part of the show. Thank you to everyone for listening. Let's see if I can remember my lines when I don't have them in front of me since we're all virtual this week and not in the CISN studio. CISN Radio is a production of the Central Iowa Sports Network and is available at CISN.tv. The Boss Man is our executive producer, Peter Tarpey. Our uh, director, who is not with us this week but usually is, is David Mabel. And, of course, alongside our host, Justin Forster, and this week's guest, Chris. My name is Danny Catula saying thank you for listening. We'll see you on Friday for live coverage of the doubleheader at 4 and 7 p.m. And until next time, have a fantastic rest of your day.